You are listening to episode two of the Design Influence. I remember when I first became a mom, I saw this graphic on Instagram that pretty much described my new normal to a T. It was this cartoon female character, and in one hand she was holding a phone and pushing a vacuum with the other hand. The baby was on her hip, and she was like standing in front of a table, it might have been a kitchen counter, and on it was an open laptop and a coffee mug. And everything about that graphic screamed, oh my God, that's me! And I was proud. Like, I was proud of how I was juggling all the things, and it was just awesome. I quickly learned (laughs) that uh, being isn't a badge of honor, at least it shouldn't be, because I went from juggling all the things to just burnt out and drowning in all of the things. The idea of multitasking became more like an addiction, and like most addictions, (laughs) it wasn't long before I saw how bad it really was for me. I wasn't actually getting anything done and it was more harmful than it was helpful. So what did I do? (laughs) I have spent the past year, yes, a year, really training myself on how to single task instead of multitask. And more importantly, I've been really working on how to just quiet out anything that could be a distraction or that could pull my focus away from the thing I'm trying to single task. So I haven't perfected this new lifestyle by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I'm still a mom, Um, but I have picked up some pretty useful new habits. And so that is what I want to dive into with you today. I want to share with you my single tasking tricks and really hopefully The goal is that if you are someone who, like me, was a master multitasker, that you are able to stop and take a really hard look at how productive and efficient you really are. I'm going to share with you how these changes have really helped me step up my productivity. And hopefully, like I said, it can get you on a path to being way more productive and way more efficient. Welcome to The Design Influence a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Gather, a visual platform that helps you source product, communicate with clients, and eliminate hours of admin headaches. Whether it's for a big project or a product roundup blog post, Gather has helped me streamline all of my product specifications, project details, and budget tracking. And I've basically created my own one-stop resource library. I know you're going to love Gather as much as I do, so head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with a free extended trial. Hello, friends. I'm really excited for today's episode because it is something that I'm pretty sure all of you struggle with or have struggled with um, because I feel like it is almost 
part of the growing pains as an entrepreneur. Um, not to mention if you just have other things going on in your life, you know, you're doing your design work. Maybe you're not, you know, um, self-employed as an entrepreneur, but maybe you're at a firm, but then you have a family or a household or a side hustle. And so it's become expected to wear many hats and to just be doing a whole bunch of things. And so people make multitasking a skill. You know, and so I'm super excited to talk about this episode because I want to let you know it's not okay um, that that you don't have to multitask. You know, how many of you think back with me, remember applying for jobs, whether maybe it was out of school or later on in your career, whenever, and on the application or on your resume or even during the interview, you made a point of noting your quote unquote, ability to multitask. And this was like a skill that you were proud of. I know I wasn't the only one (laughs) because I remember being explicitly told that that was a good skill and it was a sought after one. And most jobs wanted you to have that in the name of efficiency. And it was something I know that for years I was super proud of to be able to say that I am capable of multitasking And really, if I knew then what I know now, I would have realized I was doing myself a disservice because now, for starters, there's countless research on how multitasking is actually bad for you. And instead of saving you time, you're losing time because you're jumping from task to task. And think about it. Um, And I really had to take the time to actually think about it as well. And I started to imagine our brains are like a car. And when you're multitasking, it's kind of like you're smashing the brakes and taking a sharp left turn. I know my car doesn't like when I do that. I try not to make it a habit, but (laughs) I know my car does not like to do that if I do it once. So I can't imagine doing it multiple times in succession. And it, it, it would only be a miracle that in a matter of weeks or months, if I wouldn't have to replace my brakes or my tires or just the whole car altogether. Same thing with our brains. You know, while I may not know what the metaphorical equivalent to brakes and tires might be, you know, it's essentially the same thing when you're multitasking. Um, You're smashing the brakes on one task to make a sharp turn into another one. And I'm almost certain all my multitasking over the years may have easily contributed to my chronic migraines. Like my brain literally hurts. So, but all jokes aside, all metaphors aside, what science has really come to realize is that switching back and forth between multiple things, checking email, answering text messages, listening to music, um, planning dinner, folding laundry, scrolling Instagram, drafting a floor plan, telling the kids to get off the sofa, like just jumping back and forth actually prevents us from efficiently completing one thing. And that's the thing, like being efficient about it. You might eventually get it done, but did you get it done in the best possible way? In my life, I've come to realize like firsthand how true this is because I was either not really fully committing my focus to one thing, or I was like forgetting bits and pieces of information as I changed gears and jumped from one thing to the next. Like my brain hurt. My brain was tired. So it was losing pieces of information. As a mom, I don't know 
that I'm ever going to not be doing at least two things at once. Like I have a toddler. I'm honest with myself about that. But for the past year, I really made a point of trying to minimize how many things I was taking on at once or how often I was switching between things without really taking the time out to reset my focus. I've tried multiple ways um, to kind of keep my focus intact. And, you know, a lot of the usual tips and tricks like to-do lists, putting my phone on do not disturb, creating a schedule, um, and just everything you could think of in between. And some have worked, some haven't. So here today, I'm going to just share with you the new habits that I've put in place um, that have really proven to be the most effective for me. And I hope that you are able to take away some that you can really start to implement in the way you move through your days. If you're like me and you wear a whole lot of hats and you are just juggling all the things, a household, a business, and just life in general, chances are you are looking for a way to keep all of that on track and organized. I suggest that you check out today's show sponsor, Gather, and I know you're going to love it because it is what I use to manage all of the things in my business, at least, from products to project details, budgets, and just all those things in a way that's super pretty and super user-friendly. Head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with your free extended trial, test them out with a few projects, a few blog posts, whatever, And I promise that you are going to love them as much as I do. So the first one is thought purging. I've learned that before I can really focus on anything, I need to just empty out my head or kind of really just do a brain dump, if you will. Otherwise, all of these ideas and thoughts will just be swirling around in my head, unresolved and distracting me the whole time I am trying to focus. So there are two ways I do these brain dumps or these thought purges. And these two I have found for me have really taken the pressure off um, for feeling like I have to tackle every single thought or idea that pops into my head. The first thing I do is I use Trello. And um, I know some people do this in Asana and some other platforms. But on Trello, I've created a board that I use as my idea bank. I actually have literally named it Idea Bank. And I have different lists so that every time I have a new idea that pops into my head, whether it's for content, new products, new collaborations, a new email I want to send out, excuse me, social media idea, some other area of my business, I put it in its like corresponding list on that board. And that is where it sits. I get it out of my head and that's it. And then on my phone, the second thing I do on my phone, I use the voice recorder app. So I have an iPhone and so it has a native voice recorder app. Um, And I literally just talk to myself. (laughs) I say the thought out loud and it's recorded. And so I can refer back to it later. What both of these things do for me is that it gets it out of my head um, and I know I can then deal with it at a later time, but it really helps eliminate a lot of the overwhelm that comes from just constantly being on You know, it's like when you close all the tabs on your browser and restart the computer. That's what essentially I'm able to do by getting these just out of my head and onto this idea board or talking it out in my voice recorder. Now, um, if I don't remember to go back and check that card that I created on Trello or to check the voice note on my phone, 
there's a strong chance that whatever this thing was, it wasn't even important. It didn't even require my attention. And to that end, when I do go back and review my idea bank, go through my voice notes, seeing everything in front of me really helps me start to prioritize with clarity and intention. Because now I can really look at, was this good? Was this bad? Do I do this now? Do I do this later? What can I flesh out? What do I just kind of get rid of? And so it, this this is like a two-part process. I need to get it out so I can really truly evaluate and assess its place in my life. For you, purging your thoughts might look like journaling, um, jotting ideas down on post-its or a notebook, writing a to-do list, sending text messages to yourself, which is something I do as well, um, posting quick, uh, sticky notes on your office wall. Maybe you have a whiteboard wall and you jot things on that. Um, those are just a few ideas, you know, however it is that it makes sense for you. Purging your thoughts may not look like a board on Trello or voice notes, but the point here is to really do these brain dumps and literally empty your head. So the next thing I have been doing is prioritizing and planning. And I mentioned this a little bit when I was talking about my thought purging, because I used to be one of those people that thought that everything needed to be dealt with immediately. Reality is not everything is important because if everything's important, nothing's important. Really purging my thoughts and doing these regular brain dumps have it's given me the mental space to start prioritizing and really discerning what's important, what isn't, what needs my immediate attention, what will eventually need my attention but can wait for now, what will get my attention, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it, and what I really don't even need to be bothered with altogether. So I have been using power sheets as my quote-unquote planner to really help me with this process. So unlike, I guess, your typical planners, um, or at least planners that I've used in the past, PowerSheets is less about having a place to kind of like catalog dates and appointments and things like that. And it's more for thoughtful goal planning. So from month to month, from week to week, you're really kind of getting down deep um, to really plan out your goals and your tasks. There is actually even a page for monthly brain dumps. <laughs> And this has really helped me, again, purge my thoughts and really kind of comb through the noise and get to the meat of what I need to be putting my focus on. I also do some planning in Trello. That's where I do a lot of big picture macro planning. Um, so kind of like what my like quarterly goals might be. And this really kind of goes hand in hand with my power sheets. My power sheets might be a little bit more woo. Um, my Trello a little bit more tactical. And then I use a weekly planner pad, and it's literally, it looks like a typical planner, but it's week to week, undated, and I go in, and that's what I use for, like, appointments and scheduling out my weeks, like, one week at a time for home and business. Now, I'm not saying you need to implement this exact system of using three things together. You know, for you, one place might be sufficient um, to be, like, your planning hub, or you might be like me and need multiple places. You know, it really kind of depends on your process. But for me, what this is, it's not about having like a perfect planning system so much as it's a way to 
organize and make sense of all the stuff that I had dumped out of my head. I've put all this stuff on paper, on Trello, in a voice note, wherever, and now I need to kind of really comb through it, flesh it out, and make it make sense. So let's say I decided that this week I really need to focus on client work. Then I'm going to schedule my days and my tasks accordingly, you know, based on what I fleshed out from those brain dumps. I'm going to start to schedule my week um, versus another week where content has to take a front seat. I'm going to schedule everything based around that. So that is like what the big picture here is to really start to prioritize what's important, what's urgent, what's not, what you just need to let go of altogether. The third thing I do, batching and single tasking. This has been epic for me (laughs) in the past year and especially in the past few months. Um, because now I really, I have a game plan, you know, from prioritizing and planning, I now have a game plan and with the batching and single tasking, this is where I really start to put it in action. So everything I've done to this point, knowing what will require my attention, knowing what is an absolute priority, I can really tackle them in a way that makes sense and that is efficient. Because really getting the things done, I know for me, so I'm sure maybe the case is for you, that's where things will start to go downhill. That's when you start saying, well, I can do two, three things at a time. I can, you know, work on this client's mood board. And, you know, it's okay if I have, you know, these other eight tabs open sourcing for another project. Oh, let me write down a really quick outline for this blog post. This is a really good idea. Um, And then suddenly you're going down this rabbit hole uh, from doing one task to doing 12 at a time. Like you see how quickly things can spiral. Like I'm sure you have. And so by batching and really just focusing chunks of my time on one thing versus chunks of things at one time, I've really been able to get things done in a way that I wasn't able to before. So I personally, my batching, what it looks like is dedicating certain days to certain tasks. So I have a recording day and that can mean for the podcast, for my YouTube channel, um, certain IG stories, especially now that you can upload multiple stories at a time. But anything that involves recording, video, audio, whatever, that is when I try to get it done. My editing days, only editing. So I'm talking about blog posts, those videos, (laughs) podcasts, um, Graphics, like anything that really requires just like kind of perfecting and finalizing my content. I have a day dedicated to just creating, and this can be project renderings, social media graphics, um, anything along that creative realm. I'm setting a time aside to just be in those apps, those programs, making pretty things. And then I have a writing day. And any and all my writing goes into these days. So emails, captions, blogs, outlines, all the writing. And this actually made me realize how many things I was actually repeating. So I might have been repeating multiple email, like a same type of email, um, same type of caption, um, same pieces of information across like the blog, a few blogs, like not intentionally repeating them, but I, it made me way more cognizant that I was repeating things 
Um, I didn't even realize it. And so now that I was batching it, I could cut down on so much wasted time. Batching, it's going to look different for everyone. Um, whether you have dedicated days or dedicated weeks or just setting certain time blocks. And like I know time blocking has never really worked for me. Um, but an alternative to this that has worked for me is that during the days where I have to switch gears, so if it's a day my daughter's not at school, for example, I started using the Pomodoro method. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I think I'm saying it right. Um, but with that, even if I couldn't take the whole day out to write, I could take out chunks of time to do so. So what the Pomodoro, uh, Pomodoro method is, um, is basically a time management technique. You work for intervals of like 20 to 25 minutes um, with a short break, usually five minutes in between. So this means for 25 minutes straight, uninterrupted, I would knock out one task. Maybe it's finishing an outline recording an episode, drafting a floor plan, folding a load of laundry, whatever it is. I'm doing just that one thing for 25 minutes straight. It's less about completing it and more about just focusing on it. And then five minute break and then another you know, task in the next you know chunk of 25 minutes. And what was funny is what I was starting to realize that nine times out of 10, I would actually finish. So what used to take me like eight hours was getting knocked out in 50 minutes, like two chunks of 25 minute times, all because I was focused. And like I said, that five minute break, maybe it'll be when I drink water, stretch, use the bathroom, check my messages, whatever. But once it's done, I get back to work. So on my computers, I've downloaded an app called Tomato One which is basically a Pomodoro timer app. But this is really something you could easily do with the timer on your phone or with your kitchen timer. I personally, would I choose to put my phone and my computer on do not disturb mode. I use this app and then I get into the zone. I really used to end my days. <laughs> like, and I'm sure many of you have felt this way. I would end my day having no clue where the day went. Just some days I was just like, well, did I, did I get anything done? Because I was bouncing around so often, but by batching, I was able to clearly say, oh, okay. I knocked out two recordings today. I knocked out four outlines today. I knocked out two renderings today. I knocked out three consultations, like whatever it is. And there are days I still fall short. Like, I'm not going to lie. There are days that are not perfect. But this really started to help me a lot, especially using a timer because my competitive nature just, the clock's not going to beat me. So I'm going to get it done. <laughs> I wanted to take a quick second out to thank you for listening to today's show. If you've made it this far, that means you like me. You really, really like me. And for that, I am beyond thankful. The design influence is all about you, the designpreneur. And so without you, there would be no show and there would be no design influence. So for us to keep growing, I need a favor from you. If you're not already subscribed, even though I really hope you are, I would love it if you go ahead and make things official between us and then share the show with your biz bestie, your design bestie, so that you guys can listen and discuss together. The more, the merrier. 
And if you're really, really loving me and the show, I would appreciate it even more if you take another quick second out to rate and review the show. Those ratings and those reviews really help other amazing designpreneurs find the show so that we can all be in this together. And it also lets me know how I'm doing. So I really want to thank you so, so much again. I appreciate you for listening and for taking time out to make me a part of your day. And now let's get back into the conversation. So my productivity routine is still a work in progress. You know, I'm always, you know, figuring out what works best for me. It's an evolution. But these three changes that I just mentioned, so thought purging, prioritizing and planning, and then batching and single tasking, these three have truly helped my productivity by leaps and bounds. And it's also really helped minimize the feeling of overwhelm. Because at the end of the day, we're still juggling things. We're still wearing many hats. But I used to feel like I was being held hostage by my juggle or by my hustle. And now it feels manageable. And I probably have more things on my plate now, but it feels less overwhelming. Because really, when I think about it, I have my design business. I have this podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I'm back on social media. For those of you who are like, what is she talking about? Last year, I took a a social media sabbatical. So that was like something that wasn't on my plate that is now. Um, I have all these hats I'm wearing, you know, and I'm still a wife. I'm still a mom. Like, I'm still a person. You know, um, I have school. I have social obligations. I have all these things that feel far less overwhelming than when I had less on my plate. And that is because I have been tackling them with intention and just eliminating this whole multitasking from my vocabulary and from my day. It's been a game changer. Things are getting done quicker. Things are getting done with more efficiency and the pressure is way less. So your routine, it's going to look differently from mine because our lifestyles are different. (laughs) But if you, like I said at the top of the show, are a quote unquote master multitasker, I challenge you to really take a hard look at what you're doing now and be honest about if you're truly making the best use of your time. You're probably not (laughs) because I know I wasn't. You know, it's one thing to, you know, jog while you're listening to this podcast. That's great multitasking, you know, but if you add checking your email to jogging and listening to the podcast, I promise you that one of those three things is going to suffer, if not all three. And that's really the bigger picture here. That's the message that I'm trying to get to. Evaluate how effective your current tasking techniques are, if they're even effective at all. And if you decide to start doing brain dumps, batching, or any of the other things I've mentioned, let me know. If you're already doing it, let me know how it's been working for you. If you, like I said, decide to try them, I would love to hear how it fits into your lifestyle. And if you have some other habit that's worked for you, I would want to hear about it. I want to make sure that we can keep the conversation going. So take a screenshot of the episode and then tag the e-design, the design influence, excuse me, on Instagram or on our Facebook page. And we can talk about what your productivity routine looks like because I'm still learning. So you may be doing something that I can implement in my routine or that I can do a little bit better. 
for more details on what we talked about today, on everything that I mentioned from the batching to the brain dumps and everything in between, you can head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast. All the show notes and all the app information and all that will be there as well. I really hope that you found this episode to be valuable and that you can walk away from it feeling like, okay, I'm going to go tackle my productivity leaks and see how I can be more efficient. I hope you will subscribe so that you can join me every week. And if you haven't already done so, leave a rating and a review and let me know what you think about the show. Let me know how we're doing and then share the show with your design bestie, your biz bestie, so that we can all hang out and be productive together. Thank you for hanging out with me today. It has been amazing. Now my batching for the day is done (laughs) and I'm going to go tackle something else. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. I don't want to just leave it here. So let's keep the conversation going over on Instagram at The Design Influence or on the Facebook page, The Design Influence. To dig in a little bit deeper into today's episode, you can head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast for all of the show notes. But while you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot of the episode so that you can tag The Design Influence and let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What resonated with you? What made you go, oh snap, that's me. I needed this. I would love to know. And now go forth and create your influence and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.